0: Good morning, International Christian Fellowship, online campus, and all of those that call ICF Rome your family of faith, or maybe you're just joining us today for the very first time. My name is Pastor Jennifer Pasquale, and I want to say welcome to you. If you're new to the city of Rome, I want you to feel that you are a part of the family of faith here at ICF Rome. If you're looking and watching and joining the service online, I want to say thank you for participating. Thank you for investing in your own life that your faith will grow, that you have opportunity to worship Jesus. So I invite you to lean into today's service. I want you to know that we pray over every service. I believe this year we are to be the living proof, the evidence that God is at work in each of us. I also believe that Jesus, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is the living, loving proof for your life, for your miracles. So today, as you worship, ask the Lord to hear your worship, receive your worship. As you hear the ministry of the word, lean in and say to the Lord, how do you want to change my thinking? How do you want to increase my faith? How do you want to form my spiritual walk so that I can walk in victory? I'm so happy you're a part of this service today. I want you to celebrate with the worship and I want you to grow in the word of God. Enjoy today's service. You know, when we tell Jesus we love him, we're saying, God, you look amazing in my life. When he blesses us, he's saying to us, you look amazing and I'm taking care of you. Amen. So we're thankful for every single person that's here. I want you to know that as your pastor, it is my privilege to constantly open the circle and see God do amazing. uh, Somebody say amazing. We welcome our online campus. We welcome you. I welcome the Holy Spirit most of all. Amen. Can somebody say welcome, Holy Spirit? He's welcome. We open our hearts to him. I want you to know that last week with the team from North Carolina during Tuesday, we had a community outreach and we um, blessed people at the laundromat we bless people at the coffee bar, we prayed with them, we talked to them. You know what always amazes me is you can be walking up and down these streets and people still not know why you're coming into this building. And when people come, they're like, wow, I didn't realize. So I encourage you when you see someone to tell them, I'm here because God loves you. Amen. I'm here because I'm not finished yet with what God is doing. Even last Sunday night, as I took the team to a restaurant, we went to a place where Pastor Rick always went. I still have some first and the server that always served, he said, everybody, he was so happy to see us back after COVID. And he got to me and he's like, awesome. Where's Pasquale? Where's the head? Where's the, so I had to tell him, well, he's in heaven and he got tears in his eyes. And I said, but I'm still here. And we have stuff to do. We're here. He looked at me like, why are you here? I said, because we love you. So then the Lord shifted it because the atmosphere at the table was full of joy. And he said, oh, okay, so she's the capo now. Pasquale number two. (laughs) So I want you to understand something. The mantle keeps getting passed. Amen. And that's what's going to happen with everything that we do. I'm going to ask for something real quick online audience and congregation and family of faith, just bear with me for a minute. If you volunteer in any ministry, I want you to stand up. All over the building, you volunteer in any ministry. Yes. Now give yourselves a hand. Keep standing. Okay. Oh, y'all can do better than that. If you did not stay for the luncheon, The Volunteer Red Carpet Appreciation Luncheon last Sunday, we have a shirt for you, for all of you. We have a very special certificate because, thank you, Benny, our translator, who is so patient with me when I go fast. I want to say thank you. Can you tell our volunteers, thank you? One more time, tell them thank you. Online in the chat, type thank you. You can be seated. I can't thank you enough for serving. I can't thank you enough those who serve behind the scenes and in front of the scenes. And you know, there's so much work that happens even at the end of the day as we keep a tally of reports and spreadsheets and things so we can give our most excellent organization to what God wants us to do. So thank you to every single volunteer, every single team leader. I am so appreciative of all of you and What's happening online and on campus is evident in this house. Amen. So today it's my privilege to continue to fan the flame. And I'm going to introduce two very special young men of God and and then they're going to sort of tag team from one to the next. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about them just in case you didn't know. Bose Bandari has his masters in product design from Sapienza University. He is doing continuing education for ministry credentials with the Assemblies of God Global University. He is a pastoral administrative assistant and did a wonderful job leading the team last week. So I want you to give a hand for both. It is my honor and my blessing to continue the ministry that has been passed on Um, From one to the next. The second person that you'll be hearing from is Prince Zulu. And he, in case you didn't know, he's very kind and modest. I asked him for a bio, he did not give it to me, so I went online and searched it out for myself. He has been working with the United Nations agencies for almost 15 years. He is currently an officer with the United Nations World Food Program in the Finance Division. He is the author of a book titled Reaching Your God-Given Dream. He is the director of Live the Dream, a mentoring program for anybody, I guess, but professionals especially. He studied at Rhema Bible University in Zambia. He is our ministry team leader for Christian education here at ICF Rome. And so I want you to know that when I give anyone part of the preaching ministry from this pulpit. I have prayed. I have sought the Lord. I have said, God, how can we implant ministry to the next generation and beyond? We don't do life alone. I don't want to do ministry alone. It's not about any of us. It's about Jesus. Amen. Amen. Say it's about Jesus. But I want you to know here we cheer one another on. And so I want you to give a really warm ICF Rome, we love you, we believe in you, to bose, and then give one to Prince when he comes. Bose, will you come?
1: I think God knows what I need to use. So, <laughs> so Pastor Jen also talked about Adonai. He is the master and the Lord. So, And Pastor Scooter also taught us... Uh, living proof we are his so I want to focus on obedience this month is an obedient proof but I I want to speak of my personal learning of obedient proof but I want to uh, examine our obedience in our life so how can we uh, examine things So I am a practical person or like to understand the meaning and how, what is obedience and what because we had a great message all month that um, encourages me a lot but I went to the meaning of obedience in in, uh, Google. So everyone goes to Google, right? So, but Bible is different than Google. So okay? So I went to Google but it says compliance with an order or request or submission to another's authority it was powerful like oh so submission to another's authority so I went to the Bible and when we look at Jesus life it says we need to submit to God's authority it's very important can you repeat after me submission to God's authority because how can we submit to the God's authority? By reading Bible, spending time with God, and meditating the word of God. So we have a great relationship. So when you submit to God, and you give all to his, and he will change your life. And I want to focus on obedience. So how many have faced difficulties to obey God, parents, friends, and everyone? Even me. I'm, I will be honest. It's, a, it's, not a, it's not a funny word, right? It's, it's very difficult. When someone says, like, you need to obey this. But sometimes we think our knowledge is better than what they say. But it's, it, most of the times it's not true. So it's good to obey God. It's good to obey our leaders. And I, I thank Pastor Jen and pa, Pastor Rick. And I thank uh, 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 Miss Jackie. There are three leaders that who poured into my life. Very great leaders. One is in heaven. He will be proud of me. So <laughs> <All right. laughs> Amen. And but when we look at Jesus, He's He gave us the ultimate example, how to live when we study His life. And His obedience takes most of all time. When we Study about his life and entire his uh, 33 three years of ministry in, in, in Earth. but he has the powers. He had authority over heaven and power. Yeah. But when we look at Colossians, Colossians 1:16, for by him were all things created, that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, where there be thrones or dominance principalities or powers all things were created by him and for him he had all authorities but he he came as a son to god and he, yet he fully submitted to god he didn't use his powers he walked with love he fully submitted to the father's authority i i, never, I want to give an example of john 638 for I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Yes. So God is f- fully summing, submitting to the Father's authority. And he is telling, I'm, I'm, I came here to do my God's will. Yes. It's not my will. So we all have opportunities. We are created by image of God. So we need to examine our obedience how we are submitting to God. Are you giving full authority to God and change your life? Or else are you willing to change what God has plans for you? And, and next step I want to talk about obedience changes your life. So there, there's a steps to, to change your life. But you, you may ask how can, uh, how, how can obedience change my life? So, I want to share my testimony. This, these are the things I'm preaching today. Was really, I went through it and I learned from it. So, it's, it's not from Google, okay? <laughs> so, there should be a, some laugh in chats, right? This is, I don't like serious, but. <laughs> so, this is a experience. But, my test, I, I want to tell about my testimony. In COVID situations, 2020, 21, I believe everyone faced a lot of difficulties through different areas. But I got a challenge. Like I I was in in school studying uh, in uh, product design. I didn't finish my school. But when COVID hit, everyone is leaving to India because they are afraid. So there was a lot of afraid. Like there's a lot of fear in me that what should I do? And what is the next step? Or else, like, you know, sometimes you think this is the end of the world, but it's not. It's still, we are living. so we are living proof. <laughs> so, yeah, man. So, what the best thing I did is, I went to parents. My dad is funny. He, I called him, like, Dad, what should I do? Everyone is going back. He said, like, is COVID the same in India and Italy, right? <laughs> Why you want to come? Like, you just, God gave you opportunity to stay there or... Pray about it and as like, you know, as a young boy, I didn't give I didn't get the comfortable answer. So I I ring around, I went, okay. I I I was working with Pastor Rick. So and Pastor Jennifer. So I I I went to take an appointment and had a council with Pastor Jennifer. She's my mentor, leader and spiritual mom. So she she also said the same thing what my dad said. Is the COVID is same everywhere? You cannot escape, right? You just stay. <laughs> so, again, look, God, I don't want. I don't like this answer, but okay. But the and he she said, and I have I have a. I thought like I um I don't want to go, but what I seeing it made me to go, but I I thank God for. Uh, I came to Pastor Jennifer, and she said, "You like to work." Yes, I like to work, but there's a COVID. But still I have work on the days. I used to do food delivery. I'm a delivery boy <laughs> I, when I was studying. So evenings, a delivery boy. So I need to uh, pay my rent. So, uh, and she said, go, um, instead of going back, and she gave me a great task that I never liked it, but I, I obeyed, <laughs> it's coming. So she said, instead of... Uh, uh, going back to india you have work obey the uh, obey the work god gave you and whichever the building you go whichever the person you go and visit the home to give the food pray about the building and pray about the the person i was like this is i never heard about this like who who who, who will who will say this is all dangerous like no one is outside and she's is telling you can work no worries god is with you you can work and you go and pray to everyone i like mm. Okay. See, it is. It was not easy. I'm telling you because you know everyone. People are sitting in home. We're not going out. But still, that was a great thing that God took all journey that take out the fear yes. of any situation. Yes. Now I am not afraid of anything because my God lives in me. Yes. Yes. So, that in that COVID situations, what? My leader said, I obeyed and I prayed in every building where I go. So, through my obedience, God provided me resources on the whole two years. He provided me the work. He provided me protection, healing. Until now, I didn't sense any COVID symptoms. That was a miracle. I was staying outside every day. (laughs) One day, I was riding my bike and there's no one like... I thought like, okay, if I don't believe God, I, some people left over in the world. Like when God come and take everyone and like no one are back. Like it, one day it felt like that. No is in the road. I was riding with the food. I was like, okay, this will be an example of everyone goes to heaven and who are left over. I was like, God, I, I want to be with you. I don't want this. But it was, it, it was such a challenging but it, 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 it leaves me a lot of trust, trusting God, because I'm wearing two gloves, two masks, and going, challenging the COVID and being outside and doing all stuff. But in that situation, I graduated. Yes, yes. And, and, and suddenly I broke my laptop before COVID, and I bought co- I, I bought laptop in that resources God provided me. So... I'm looking at all God did, but what I did yes. is obedience. Yes. Yes. These are all things God will give, for sure. But how much you are obeying God, how much you are obeying what God is giving you in everything, in your study, in your job, in your colleague, or inside and outside. And in all, thi- in, in all these things, I, um, there, was another thing, there was another thing I needed. It's called faith. So, obedience, need, faith. You all know mustard seed, right? Yeah. Everyone knows mustard seed. I think uh, some people use in their curries. We use. So, <laughs> so we know like we, we always say it's like mustard seed can, if you have belief in mustard seed, it can move. But I want to, uh, God gave a perfect example or a parable uh, in Matthew 13, 31 and 32. He put another parable before them saying is God Jesus is speaking the king of the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field it is the largest of all is the smallest sorry is the smallest of all seeds but when it has grown it is larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the bird, birds of the air, come and make nest in the branches. Yes. Imagine the see the mustard seed is like a two mm, three mm. But when you sow in a right land, yes. when you sow obediently, yes. the the fruit might see small. But when you when you sow and you obey God in your process, yes. I obeyed God. The result is. When, I, when Pastor Jen said that the result come, didn't come in one day, yeah. it took one and a half year. Yes. The whole COVID gone and everything is done, but I am safe. God protected me, provided me everything. But the seed of obedience. Yes. In everyone's life, God provides leaders or spiritual parents or your own parents to guide you. I, I will say like pray about it, realize your leaders realize the opportunities God is giving you in everything. So it may look small, very very small, but you can you can you can imagine like it 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 will not happen. It's just a small. It just why should I obey? But when you obey and step in, when you obey and step in, you will, you will see the next post, the tree. You see the tree? There's there's. You, in the math or in the calculation doesn't match, right? But God can make supernatural ways in your life when you obey your seed. What has God given you? Amen. And imagine the the seed you grown that tree makes other birds can come and make their home. So imagine your seed you grown in in, your, in Lord and God can make changes around you, yes. right? So we have a vision like touching one, touching Italy, reaching nations. When you sow a seed of obedience, it touches one, but it reaches yeah. Italy and reaches nation. Yeah. And you, you, can, you can give, you, you can p- produce a great fruit to the people around you and they, they, they see the fruit in you and they will believe God. Amen. And they will see the God. And, this, and, and the seed of obedience that you sow in your life and in choices that you make in this, in this world, there are a lot of choices that you can make. But when you stick to the God and make right choices, asking God, you will see a greatest life. It brings great fruit. And I will say again, it may s- start small, but you will see God grow in your life in in different ways, and never give up. I'm saying never give up. Our decisions affect our s- surroundings, right? So I will conclude with I will conclude with obedience that you obey what God has given you, and imagine always, Master said, yes. you have a small faith, small obedience of His. See that in with people, without people. When you are alone, when you are in with people, yes. you if you obey God, it will give you a great fruit. And and I would I would invite Brother Prince to share the next half. And I thanks for his witness obedience to God. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much, Boss. Awesome. Hopefully
1: mine will work
2: (laughs) awesome nice nice having you nice seeing every one of you we are having a good time and we're going to have a good time let's just thank god for who he is to us amen let's celebrate god i believe april has been an awesome month april has been an awesome month i was thinking about it i was like whoa wow i wish you know like 2023 if it ends in april that would be still okay It's it's been an awesome month. We started with seeking God, seeking others. Then we went on Easter Sunday. I think Easter Sunday was just amazing. I think it was a glimpse of heaven. We saw God doing a lot of things on Easter. Uh, We saw people giving their lives to God, 25 people saying yes. I think we can give glory to God. Hallelujah. Then we had the powerful message, uh, exchange from life, from death to life. That was awesome. Uh, We had uh, the people who danced. We had everything happening on Easter Sunday. I think it's important to also review and revisit what was happening. Then we had another Sunday where we talked about uh, obedience. God is our master, Yahweh. And that Sunday was amazing. We were challenged to obey God in that direction. Then we had uh, Pastor Scotta last Sunday. God got this. That was so awesome. I think we remembered that. Uh, bracelets that we have that god got this it was really awesome and today we are wrapping it up with my brother with my brother boss i call him my prayer partner yeah (laughs) so amazing thanks for for that you know i want us to concentrate and listen to the word of god Uh, continue coming to church remember church is very important we only meet for about an hour or so i was telling people saying imagine one hour in a month, uh, it's, it's four hours. Four hours times 12, that's 48. 48 hours in days, that's three days. Uh, three days out of 365 days. You can imagine how much we need to be in church. Others just want to go home. You're just three days out of 365. It's important that we are in church. Hallelujah. And even as I minister to you, you can go back, uh, just check uh, what I'll be sharing with you uh, on Facebook. It's a frequent page that you should go over, International Christian, just to check there. Amen. I'll just pick it up from where balls left. I uh, will talk about three things, uh, then we'll be done. I uh, will talk about some thoughts on obedience, what I think I know about obedience, uh, and based on the Bible. Uh, then the benefits of Jesus' obedience. And we'll we'll wind it up with our response uh, to his obedience, like we have been always challenged. Hallelujah. I want you to know that uh, God knows every inconsistent behavior about you, and he still loves you perfectly because he sees you through the blood of Jesus. God does does not see you uh, because you do good stuff. He sees you through the blood of Jesus. One of the scriptures in Exodus 12:13, the Bible says that when he sees the blood, he's going to pass by. Or when when the Israelites applied the blood on their doorposts, the Lord was able to pass by. The Lord does not just see Prince because he does what is right, issues like that. He sees me through the lens of his blood, and therefore he wants to help me and you, even to be right, do what is right, uh, and to obey him. Very very important. Yeah, I also want to know that if being obedient is a command without getting results, we still need to be obedient for he is our master. He is our master. But the good news is our master rewards us for our obedience. He rewards us for obedience. Even if he doesn't need to reward us, we still have to obey him. But he rewards us for our obedience. Just think about it. The Lord rewards you and I for our our obedience. Hallelujah. I believe you are listening and you are following. <laughs> he rewards us for our obedience. I also want you to know that he's not trying to prove that he is God so that we obey him. When he tells us to obey him, when he gives us some direction, he's not trying to prove that I'm God. You know, there are certain things where men, where bosses, they want to prove. No I'm a man of this house, issues like that. I'm a, I'm a boss in this thing. So they want you to obey them. When God tells you to obey something, it's because He it lives outside time. Yeah. So He knows, and if Prince takes this direction, He's going to succeed, He's going to bring glory to my name. If He takes that direction, He's going to delay His or our life. That's the reason it's very important to obey God. He is God by Himself, He has nothing to prove when it comes to obedience. Hallelujah. I also want you to know, some people are thinking, oh, maybe in which area do I need to obey God? Maybe you have not heard God uh, telling you in the area you need to obey God, like Boz. You no, know, balls, uh, God gave him a very hard one. But, uh, <laughs> but I want you to know that you have to obey the Scriptures, what the Bible tells you. you. Even if you hear something and it's outside the Scriptures, then do not obey that. Everything has to be from the Bible. I also want you to know that john 13:34, the lord gave us a new commandment i love this commandment the lord gave us a new commandment it reads a new commandment i give you that you love one another as i have loved you that you also love one another i believe many things are happening in the world because we don't obey that one new commandment and you know when i read that one new commandment it's so comforting Many people want to, oh, how can I love someone? How can I love my neighbor? How can I love people around me? But listen to that new commandment. The secret is in that new commandment is, as I have loved you. Meaning that concentrate on how much God loves you. Then when you are full of it, then you love your neighbors. Hallelujah. So even in that commandment, I see God's grace. I also want you to know that we need to... Obey God when things look good, and God, and when things look good, obey God. That's very easy. When things that do not look good as well, you should obey God. You should obey God. Uh, I also thought about it when I was reading this note saying, "Oh, when things are bad, obey God." I thought about it years ago in 2014 when I was called to go to an Ebola-affected country. By that time, uh, and I was pretty young, you know. You just started work roughly, then you're enjoying work. Uh, then they're like, eh, you're caught to go to a Ebola affected country. <laughs> and you know, that time it was at its height in West Africa. I was like, wow. I was like, let me think about it. <laughs> I'll get back to you. They gave me a decision to think about it. And then when I thought about it, uh, I felt God wanted me to go. I was like, uh, Prince, I want you to go. I was like, okay, well, let me do my research. Uh, I asked someone from Sierra Leone, you know, you want to do your research. Like, hey, how is it that side? Just the first response, you're like, do you want want me to go, God? The first response was like, things are bad. People are dying everywhere. Issues like that. Uh, But to cut the long story short, I went. I went because God wanted me to go. And then I thought to myself, oh, if I made a mistake, I don't want to put the blame on God. So I didn't tell my parents, hey, it's God who told me to go. I was just assuring them, like, hey, I'm going, I'm going, I'll be safe. I'll be in the, in the office, I'll not go anywhere where I should not go, I'll be safe. And I went even in that direction. And looking back, nine years later, my life has really changed because of that one particular thing. And on the last day when I was reading the Bible, you know, uh, in my personal devotion, I was reading the book of Mark that time. Then, coincidentally, uh, no, it's not coincidentally, God, uh, in my personal devotion, I was on Mark 10. Then I read this scripture in Mark 10:29, verse 30, which reads So Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I said to you, there is no one who has left house, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children or lands for my sake, and the Gospels shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time. When I read that, I was like, God, this is me. (laughs) This is me. (laughs) I left my brothers. I left people around me, and I went for this thing. And then God assured me, in my life, wherever I go, I've seen this happening to me. I have seen uh, friends coming around me. And I believe it's because I obeyed that particular thing. Hallelujah. And it's so true for you. Uh, it might sound very rough. Like, hey, you don't have to do what I did. You don't have to do what Boz did. And that's the beauty of God. Even where you are. Some of you, you came here to study. Some of you, you had choices to choose. Hey, should you go to America or should you come to Rome? Then God told you, choose Rome. Yeah. You still fit in that scripture. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a dangerous one. You still fit in that scripture and take God by his word. Hallelujah. Uh, as, we much, as much as we we're talking about the obedience to God, I want to wrap it up and now look at the benefits of Jesus' obedience. As much as we can talk about the benefit of our obedience, I believe we need to now look at Jesus' obedience. Because, you know, we can be wrapped up thinking about our own obedience. I want you to know that I want you to know that God's obedience did a lot for us and we have to obey him even in that direction. Hallelujah. God did a lot for us. How many are following? <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah. So imagine if you have a big check, you did something very good for people around you. Imagine like that. You'd want them to know you if I did something for my mom. I remember when my mom came, you know, when you buy something, like, oh, we're going for a ticket now to another place. You feel nice. You want them to know, like, hey, guys, have you prepared? How are you looking? We're going to take pics this side. <laughs> so you ask them all those stuff. And Jesus came and he did a lot because you want them to enjoy the experience. And Jesus came and did a very amazing thing. He obeyed God, like Paul said uh, from Colossians 1.16. Everything. And one verse said in Philippians 2.8, that even up to the point of death, he obeyed God. And that obedience brought in results, and we must walk in those results. Very, very important. God wants us to enjoy life according to John 10.10. I came that you may have life and have it to the full. God wants us to enjoy life and many times some Christians we do not enjoy the obedience of Christ and therefore we want to wind it up even as a church looking at the obedience of Christ and many many times we we find it in our lives that the reason why we don't actually obey God it's because we don't know the benefits that we have in God if we know them we could obey God even much much more that's why it's important to know the benefits of obedience. I'll take you to Genesis thirty-nine verse nine. The reason why Joseph did not sin, it's because he saw the goodness of God. He saw the goodness of God. That's the reason he obeyed God. If you read Genesis thirty nine verse nine, it says, No one this is Joseph responding, no one is greater in this house than I am. My master, we learned about master, has withheld nothing from me except you. Because you are his wife, how then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? Joseph did not say, hey, your master is is so hard. He might throw me. He might kill me. He used good words. Your master has been good to me. How can I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And many times we don't see the goodness of God. That's the reason we go doing our own stuff. Even the, our verse for this year, it's Romans 12, yes. Romans 12 verse 1. Uh, most times we could concentrate on the last part. Oh, we should offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. We should be holy. And it sounds very hard when you read it like that. But when you read the first part, yes. the question is, what shall we do to His marvelous mercies of God? May I propose to you that before you try to be holy, Enjoy His marvelous mercies. Yeah. Then being kind, being good to other people which just will flow naturally. Yeah. So quickly, the benefits of salvation. We'll read uh, Psalm 103. I don't want to be very excited about it. Benefits. I don't want to be excited about it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Psalm 103. The Bible says, do not forget. Hallelujah. I'm losing my notes. Yeah, let's read it from there. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The Bible says, forget not all his benefits. Not some, but all his benefits. Then he lists them down. Number one, who forgives all your iniquities? The Lord forgives all your iniquities. Not some, but all your iniquities. (laughs) Christian people have got issues with that. Religious people have got issues with that. Oh, my iniquities, God forgives them. If you're looking for a right church, uh, I'm sorry to say you will not find it. And if you find it, my advice is don't step in it because you are going to make it imperfect. We are all imperfect, but God forgives all our sins. That's number one. Number two, he heals all our diseases. All our diseases. Not some, but all our diseases. Hallelujah. Who redeems your life from destruction? He redeems our lives from destruction. That's number three. Who crowns you with your loving kindness and tender mercies? He crowns you with your loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? We are here for a very, very long time. And the Lord does that. Hallelujah. Those are the benefits. And the Bible says, don't forget those benefits. Do not forget them. You must don't forget them. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible says. I will quickly dwell on three benefits that I want us to just concentrate on that I feel God is uh, putting upon my heart. They'll come from Isaiah 53, verse 5. I was reading about this verse uh, yesterday. I was so happy about it. I was like, wow, I never saw it in this direction. Uh, uh, may we just read, uh, if it's okay, Isaiah 53, verse 5. The Bible says that uh, he was pierced for our, iniqu- for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace, was on him, and by his stripes we are healed. According to that verse, uh, there are three benefits that Jesus did for us. He obeyed God just for us. Number one, he gave us the gift of righteousness. Number two, he gave us peace in that verse. Uh, number three, uh, he gave us, uh, number three, gave us, uh, he heals us and makes us whole. I just quickly want to concentrate on those. They come from, uh, isaiah 53 verse 5 that's what we just concentrate on so i'll quickly talk about number one he gives us the gift of righteousness i want you to know brothers and sisters that righteousness is a gift according to romans 5:17. righteousness is a gift i remember years ago when i was arguing with my friend when i was in high school uh when i was in university i was telling him hey Right. I was telling him, no, you have to live right. You have to do what is right. Then he told me, oh, Prince, righteousness is a gift. I was like, what? Is it a gift? He gave me this verse. Uh, I went home. I didn't even know, like, eat or do any other thing. Went, I was like, I'll read it. Then I read it very, very clear. It says, for by one man's offense, death reigned through the one. Much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in Life through the one, Jesus Christ. Righteousness is a gift. I want you to know that when you are pressed with issues in life, pressures of life, when the enemy reminds you, saying, hey, prince, you made a mistake. Hey, you made a mistake. You should look at it and say, oh, I thank God for his righteousness. When God looks at me, he looks at the blood. He does not look at anything, but he looks at the blood. And when you do that, when you receive it as a gift, then you leave it inside out. You know, many people, we so much, hey, you, have, you need to have self-control. Hey, you need to do A, B, C. You need to be patient. But may I even tell you that patient, self-control is actually the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You can be in mass and still say, guys, I, I can't do these things. Because you have that fruit. You can, they can take you anywhere. You say, I will still do the right thing. Number two, Peace. Peace. Jesus died for our peace. Jesus died for our peace. Hallelujah. My heart is for this one. Jesus died for our peace. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that Jesus died for your peace. Oh, God. I did not even know how to talk about this one. Peace in Hebrew means shalom. According to Jesus, he said, I leave you with peace. That's what Jesus told us. I leave you with peace. In John fourteen twenty seven, I leave you with peace. He left it as an inheritance to us. Peace. Peace means shalom, and shalom means nothing missing, nothing broken. The way we know it, it also means uh, health. It means provision. It means peace itself. We're living in a world where there is no peace, where people are looking for peace. Today, we have a good holiday. People are rushing to go and want to find peace. But when they come back, they'll find the unrest. Peace is in you. Go for the holidays, enjoy them. But you must know that wherever you go, you carry peace. And step into that peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when Jesus paid for that peace, he was so much happy. According to John 20, verse if we can go to John 20, and uh, verse, thank God, yeah. Uh, John 20, verse 19, he came and said, hey, guys, I paid for peace. Peace be with you. When Jesus said that, he was not just greeting them, saying, hey, guys, I greet you. Peace be with you. It was not a greeting. He meant what he said. He said, oh, guys, I died for this peace. Peace be with you. Then he showed them the payment. It's like you pay for your children to go to school, to go and enjoy what they enjoy. You're like, guys, I paid for you. This is a receipt. If anyone disturbs you, show them this receipt. Dad paid for you. In, in your family, in your, in your children's thing, command peace. If you can't see it in your life, command the peace of the Lord. Hallelujah. My heart is for this one. I believe it's for someone. Speak peace in that situation that you're in. Last but not the least, it is for our healing. Jesus died for our healing. Jesus died for our healing. I want you to know that we have had experiences in life, uh, but we must always believe God for healing. We must not subject our experience to the Bible. We might not understand some things. We'll ask him when we go into heaven. But he died for our healing. That's what he did. And therefore, when you see bad things happening to you, when you see you're not feeling well, command the healing of the Lord even upon you. And as we conclude today, we go back to Romans 12, verse 1. The Lord is asking us in love, what are we going to do to his marvelous mercies? What are we going to do to his marvelous mercies? And this is what we have been preaching in April. What are we going to do to it? Are we going to be like that little child, you know, like that naughty one, you do a good things for them. You give her food. You give him food. Then he just, no, you know, like, just throws it in your eyes. Issues like that. And when they're growing, it's okay. But now when they reach a certain stage, uh, someone is 20, 19, doing that, you're like, yeah, hey, wait a minute. That's not correct. God did a lot of things for us, and we must receive that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we just be... Close our eyes and think about his marvelous mercies and your response according to Romans 12, verse 1. Uh, Romans 12, verse 1 says, Offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. This is your true and proper worship. That's our response to just thank him. He says, We thank you, Lord. I'm believing God, we are believing God that even in this service as we end even as we end the month of easter we're going to see those benefits of the lord we'll see them even today if you are sick just tell the lord right now saying god i thank you for you died for me i speak healing over my life if you need peace just say thank you lord i thank you for you did it for me i speak peace in my life in the name of jesus oh we are grateful Lord. today you're going to receive your righteousness you're going to receive your peace you're going to receive your healing because Jesus did it he died for it in the name of Jesus I want us to pray a bit more just thanking God for this I want us to pray a bit more speaking peace I want us to pray a bit more speaking righteousness I want us to pray a bit more speaking healing. In the name of Jesus, we are grateful, Lord. You died for our peace. You died for our healing. In the name of Jesus, Father Lord, we speak your power. We speak your healing to flow in our lives. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We magnify your holy name. If we can, we can be upstanding. As I even invite Pastor Jennifer. Just to close the service, this has been that mode of prayer and just speaking peace and healing
0: in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. I'm so thankful that the word of God truly permeates our heart and changes our mindset so we can walk in victory. So today, if something in the message spoke to you, I want you to invite Jesus to be in control in a new way in a broader way, in a total way. So I want you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, you say it. Dear Lord Jesus, I invite you right now. I invite you right now to take control of my life. I thank you, God, that you are forgiving me of sin. You are helping me to walk in a new, right relationship with you. And Jesus, from this day forward... I give all of my heart to you, all of my steps to you, and I trust that with your help, Jesus, I can walk in victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I also want to pray for your miracle in motion. I know that there are many people who watch online and you have walked through some difficult circumstances already this year. So, Father, right now, for that one who is saying, I need that prayer. I need to know that Jesus hears me, that God sees me, that he's working on my behalf. I pray the Holy Spirit that you will come into that place where they're watching right now. You will increase their faith. You will remind them that you are Jehovah Rapha, the healer. You are Jehovah Jireh, the one who provides. You are Jehovah Shalom, the peace of God in the midst of anxiety and turmoil. Father, meet every need of your son or daughter that's watching right now. Son or daughter of the Most High God, hear the Lord say to you, I am working. Your miracle is in motion. I'm going to turn your chaos into peace. I'm going to turn your storm into victory. The Lord is with you. The Lord is for you. And he wants to heal your body, mind, and spirit. I want your faith to grow in Jesus' name. If you were here, I'd put my hands on your forehead for your thinking. And your shoulders for letting you know that you've got someone holding up your arms today. So, Lord, I pray that today the one watching this service online would feel the presence of the Lord. They would know that they are not alone. You are not alone. God is with you. We are with you, and your victory is in motion. In Jesus' mighty name amen and amen. Now I also want to say thank you. Thank you for the way that you partner together with your family of faith. I want you to write me. I want you to send me an email. Click on the link. Write us on Facebook or the church website icfrome.org and know that today is the beginning of the best week you're going to have so far. I love you and I bless you in the name of Jesus.